I'm Kate Daniels. Cancer Pathways, based in Seattle, has some deep history here, but you just may not know it and know who they are. Thus, it's so ideal to have with us this morning Anna Gottlieb, the founder and executive director of Cancer Pathways, and Liz Lang, program manager. They're going to fill in the backstory and bring us up to date with all the ways we can find support and education and really stand up to that disease, cancer. We may find we can really be in charge. So let's meet these dedicated women and learn about Cancer Pathways. Anna Gottlieb and Liz Lang, thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you. It's so great to have you be here and talk about something that I would dare say touches each and everyone's lives, and that is in terms of health and specifically disease, which is cancer. I think I'm pretty much on track in saying that all of us are affected. Is that right? Correct. Everybody. And Cancer Pathways is such an important organization. It may sound like a new name because it did to me initially, but Anna, you have been with this organization. You are the founder of Cancer Pathways, but it had a different uh, life, if you will, uh, until just a, a couple of years ago, right? That is right. We opened in Seattle in 2001 as Gilda's Club, named after Gilda Radner. And it's a cancer support community for men, women, and children, anybody living with cancer, anyone touched with cancer for families and friends. And it was named for Gilda, the comedian who died in 1989 of ovarian cancer, started by her husband, Gene Wilder, in New York City. And there were a number of Gilda's clubs around the country. And about three, four years ago, we changed our name to Cancer Pathways. Builders Club was bought out by a larger corporation, and we decided to stay local, and we changed our name in two years ago in February, and it's now Cancer Pathways. We still have all the legacy of Gilda Radner in this clubhouse and everything we do. We still use comedy as much as we can, but we do have a new name, and we added a lot of programs with that name. And I think that's really an important uh, piece of the history because I, everyone, I think, uh, probably has heard of Gilda's Club. So makes that connection and realizes, oh, it's still here. We're just calling it by a different name. And I so appreciate that decision to make it your own and keep it local uh, because it has that much more meaning to us, doesn't it? does and we we're very grassroots organization and we wanted to all the money we raise we want to keep local and we want to work with our local community and so let's maybe touch on a couple of the programs i know we want to really look at a, a very special program that's cancer unwrapped for youth but what are some of the other programs that are offered by cancer pathways that if people haven't taken advantage of yet will know that that resource is here for them okay we offer a variety of programs we have support groups we have educational lectures we have classes like nutrition and yoga and exercise so we really do a lot for the patient and for their family members we also have a high school program called Cancer Happens, where we go out into local high schools. We talk about risk reduction in cancer. We talk about lung cancer, 
skin cancer and the HPV vaccine. And over the years, we've talked to about 76,000 teenagers and over 100 high schools around here. And that's that local piece that is so important, critically important. And have you, can you think, Anna, of any kind of um, reaction or responses you've gotten from the youth or from the teachers on how this has affected them? We've really been amazed. The truth is we started this very small. We went to one or two high schools and the health education teachers told us there is nothing about cancer in our curriculum. And when we asked the students, how many of you know someone with cancer, about 83% of the hands go up. And so I think it's very important to work with these students. We've had students that have gone to the doctors after our presentations. They've gone home and talked to their parents. It's really been amazing for us to see what an impact it's had. And it's really an impact that lasts a lifetime. Absolutely. And gets it started at a a time when you're planting those seeds that can really make a difference and really seeing how that outreach uh, has that meaning. Because I can imagine um, a a young person coming home from school and perhaps sees uh, nutritional behaviors or just lifestyle behaviors at home and wants to then change that or help parents to take a new direction who might not have really given it that thought. That's absolutely correct. And I'm amazed at our teenagers today. They're very smart and they want to learn more about cancer and they want to learn about risk reductions and how they can live their lives healthier. Exactly. Because they also can see that difference that where cancer was that C word no one wanted to talk about and it probably was that, you know, doom of in our life. However, now we see with all the research that's gone on and, you know, lifestyle changes, all that education, that there is great hope. So they they make that connection, don't they? They do, and I think it's so imperative that they make it young when they can do something about it. And we've even talked about going down to middle schools because that is when we have to, as you say, plant the seeds of good health for a lifetime. Exactly. And you were saying, Anna, how it started small and now it's across the state. And actually, is it more northwest region? It's it's going to be. We have actually seen in the years we've done this, We've talked to over 76,000 teenagers in 101 high schools so far. Which is huge. And I think I had read somewhere in uh, your information that there's also e-learning available. There is. We turned our um, in-person modules into e-learning a few years ago with a grant we got. And so now we're able to give the program to places we can't get to. And so we're working with, um, with a program where we train the teachers how to do this module. And it's been really great to be able to reach out to places that don't get a lot of services. It, it's so logical to do that because how much can one individual do in terms of covering a state or, or covering the Northwest region? But to have those computer learning modules available, uh, you're spreading yourself out exponentially. And well, that is just such a great win. 
It really is. And, you know, kids these days learn a lot by modules and mm. e-learning. So we really kept up with it, and we really found that was the way to get this information out. And that's our goal, just to reach as many students as we can. And when I read that that was happening, I thought, how great, because here we live in the greater Seattle area, and we see all these resources that are available, all the support groups, but when you live somewhere out in the the country, in small towns and such, they're not going to have that available, so to bring that to them is just such a gift. I, I applaud you, and I'm so grateful that you're doing all that work. Thank you. We feel the same way that it's really important. We do live in a wonderful city, but we get calls from even 30 miles outside of Seattle that people are looking for resources and need more help. Exactly. And so that brings to mind that, you know, we were just before uh, we went on air, we were talking about traffic. And that's part of it. You know, you can be 30 miles out. It doesn't seem far. But when you have to deal with a commute and sometimes that can be such a burden that you just feel overwhelmed, and especially if you're not feeling up to par. So having e-learning makes it different for these people because uh, parents can take advantage of it as well as the youth. That's absolutely correct, and I've found that parents do take advantage of it, and they do want to learn more too, but it's it's a real family um, affair for people to do this together, to enter some learning phase where they learn more about the HPV vaccine and lung cancer and skin cancer. And I think those are so important for parents and kids to do together. So it would undoubtedly have an effect, too, that you might not consider, as you were saying that, Anna, I was thinking it perhaps builds bonds that would not otherwise uh, be happening, builds that communication uh, within the family. Well, and that's one thing we've been told is these classes and modules really open the family dialogue, as does our teen writing contest. It just opens a family dialogue that wasn't there before, and parents are very grateful for that. And that's such a good introduction to what uh, was initially the uh, focus for this morning's conversation. And this is where you, Liz Lang, come in with Cancer Unwrapped. I am just so excited about sharing this information. I'm just becoming aware of it. And, uh, you know, as Anna was saying, this builds that communication within the family and is such a I can feel is an important tool for the kids. But before I get too uh, excited about it, Liz, why don't you give us some background on this and what's going on? Absolutely. Uh, so we created the Cancer Unwrapped Teen Writing Contest in 2006. We were finding that uh, it was kind of hard to get teens to come into our clubhouse for programs. So we knew that we needed to reach them where they were. So we created a writing contest um, where Teens in Washington State are invited to write essays about their experience with cancer, whether it's their own diagnosis or more often the diagnosis of a loved one or a friend. And um, we receive about 400 essays a year from all over the state. We've received essays from every county in the state. So back to your point about reaching people in rural areas, sometimes this is the only support that teens have in rural areas to talk about what's happened to them, what they've experienced. 
So in that time, we've handed out about $120,000 in prize money. So quite a significant amount. And what we hear from parents is that they thought that their teen was fine, that everything was was fine and that they were able to, uh, you know, deal with the experience of cancer in their family without being affected. And then they read these essays and they see that actually their child was affected quite deeply. And that opens up a dialogue within the family um, where they're able to talk about what they've all experienced and kind of, you know, come to a more healing place. That is, again, this amazing gift that's being offered to every individual, whatever the circumstances. So how what how exciting that this opportunity exists and and just thinking in terms of writing uh it is not necessarily the event for everyone but it certainly can be and it may not be an essay just knowing that writing things down is a way of taking that emotion from inside and and get, getting it out to a, a place where we can look at it and maybe ease that that internal turmoil and and the weight that we're feeling Absolutely. Just the process of writing is cathartic. We, you know, I feel like everyone wins when they enter the contest because they've had that experience of knowing that somebody is reading their story. Someone knows how they're feeling and that, that they've gone through the reflection to write it down. And that that is a key point to note that every essay that you receive is read. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's read by by myself and uh, Anna and some family foundations that support the, the contest. And then we do give some um, finalist essays to our, to our panel of judges. And they come from all spectrums um, of professional life. They're all esteemed uh, individuals. And so they're, they're the ones who read uh, the final essays. And to, in the last 12 years, we've received over 2,600 essays. So what a difference that's made in 2,600 youth and who knows how many family members that ripple effect, of course, is in effect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the opportunity is right here at hand right now for us. And that's why this timing is so critical. Uh, If anyone is somewhat like me and uh, has ample time to get ready, I end up leaving things really essentially to the 11th hour. So um, we don't have the 11th hour, but we have a week before those essays need to reach you, correct? Absolutely. The the deadline for the uh, team, for the high school contest is March 11th. So we do it on a Sunday night because we figure, you know, people are maybe waiting over the weekend. Uh, We do get most of our essays in that last week. So there is plenty of time. And, and the word limit on them is 500 to 2,000 words. So that's about between two and three and a half pages. So it's really doable. It is. And I think, too, what is so doable is it may feel like a lot of words, but once that pen hits or the keys hit the, the, uh, the computer keyboard, as soon as that happens, all of a sudden, the floodgates may open and uh, you, you might need to find that you have to put the brakes on the number of words, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think we've been so surprised over the years by the quality of the writing. All of our essays, our winning essays are on our website. 
and they are amazing. We, we really were so pleased to see how deep, thoughtful these essays are and how much they mean to these students. And to realize that uh, this opportunity is there where uh, it's a contest. Yes, they have the opportunity to win a scholarship. But on the other hand, uh, while that's great, the fact that they're able to express their emotions and someone is actually going to pay attention to this, uh, that comes to be invaluable. Definitely. Right. So, yes, thank you, Anna, for interjecting that. And, you know, what we should say then, you know, to find out the finer details or, you know, you're just catching part of this this morning, is to go to the website to get the actual details and, you know, where to send this in and all that sort of thing. So, Liz, where should uh, people look for that? Our website is cancerpathways.org, and right on the homepage, they'll find a link to, um, to enter the contest. It's cancer unwrapped. Yes. So very simple. And and as Anna was saying, that there are previous essays that are there. Um, if you're going to read them, whoever you are, have your box of Kleenex nearby. Because, <laughs> <laughs> isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, we, we definitely have to get in the right headspace this time of year when we sit down to read 400 essays um, about a really serious topic and, and some some heartbreaking stories, and but ultimately stories of resilience. And yes, it is so amazing. You, you, one of you, or perhaps both of you, have mentioned how these youth are just so smart, so knowledgeable, and then to open up their hearts and and express these deep emotions. I mean, I am just floored and really hopeful about their future and all of our combined futures just by the way that they're able to uh, express themselves and handle life. It's true, and I think for us it was so eye-opening because Liz mentioned this before, we don't even know what these kids are thinking. You know, Mm -hmm. when they go through a cancer experience with a parent or a sibling or themselves, they're not very talkative. They're teenagers, and they have such deep emotions that we didn't know about until they start writing. And I think it's been so eye-opening for us and for the families. And we hope teachers read these and doctors read these because it's such an insight to a teenage mind. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine and I appreciate that in having the experience of writing, it may uh, be one of those new doorways, a new pathway, if you will, <laughs> for for youth to find uh, in their expression something that triggers, oh, this is work that I may want to do in my future. It isn't necessarily the writing, but uh, perhaps something that they experienced in terms of medical staff or, you know, undergoing the treatment themselves. Uh, have you actually encountered that with with anyone, Liz or Anna? It's interesting you asked that. A few years ago, we got an essay from a 16-year-old, Alana, and she won the contest. She unfortunately lost both parents. She wrote an amazingly beautiful essay that we couldn't believe was written by a 16-year-old. And we published it, and she was contacted by a national publisher 
who wants to work with her to write a book. And it opened a lot of doors, and she will tell you that it inspired, you know, she was in a low, a lower place at the time, having just lost her father, I think, just a couple months before entering the contest. And a teacher said, hey, why don't you do this? And it, it made her realize, hey, I, I could do really great things. Winning the contest opened that door. She got a full ride after that to a local university and is working on her book. And it really kind of opened up the world to her. And I hearing these stories and for her experience, something that really could just totally devastate you. Not that she didn't feel devastated, but then to to kind of see how out of something so terrible in life, good things can still come of it and, and life can be good. Absolutely. And we have a reception here every year for the winners. And to watch these kids bond together is really amazing because they get it. They know they understand each other. It's not like having to talk about it to friends who haven't lived through it. And the kids form an immediate bond, and I think they feel so close and so safe. That is so marvelous. And this is happening because... Cancer Pathways exists. If you've not heard of Cancer Pathways, just know it's here. It has a really solid history in the Puget Sound area. And look at these wonderful programs, not the least of which, of course, is Cancer Unwrapped, really great for kids. And, you know, to think of another program that you offer uh, at Cancer Pathways, Anna, is uh, the the club, the camp that you have for kids. Right. We have four camps in the summertime for children 5 to 12, and every child in the camp has been affected by cancer, either their own, through a parent, through losing a parent, a sibling. And there's another place where these kids start the week as strangers, And within an hour, their bond is so strong because they all understand each other. And they can really find connections so they are not in uh, this deep, dark place that, again, that feeling of hope rises in them. It does. And a lot of kids and, and parents will tell us these kids don't talk to their friends at schools or their teachers because they don't want to be that child. And so this gives them a place to really be together where they know they don't have to explain what's going on because everybody here understands it. We've had this camp for many years, and now our campers have turned into counselors. And the empathy and the understanding they have for these kids is just phenomenal to watch. And we do have four summer camps around the area. We have one in Seattle, Bellevue, Everett, and Tacoma. So that's incredible, and that is something that I imagine kids apply to attend during the year? They do, and we have open registration right now, and and I think the best thing about camp and everything else we do is completely free. So phenomenal. And so that raises a, a question or an opportunity. Because it's free, it's not like everything just happens magically. There must be a way that that free happens. Well, that's funny you say that because I always use the line from Michael Radner, Gilda's brother, who was here when we opened, and he taught me that free is very expensive. (laughs) 
And so we do. We do a lot of fundraising. We write grants. We work with businesses and corporations. And we have wonderfully generous donors. And they love our programs because they can see how they work and they can meet the people and they actually see what happens with their donations. And we've only kind of scratched the surface, if you will, of what goes on with Cancer Pathways. And we know that cancer definitely touches each and every one of us. If not directly, it's one of our friends or a family member is affected. So we're all in this boat together. We sure are. I mean, that's what we found over the years. Every single person has their own story. And to know that there is support through this really scary and life-threatening time, but the fact that uh, survival is greater, but we need these supports to know that this exists. What better way, when we want to make a donation, make our dollars really count, what better way than in a place like this? Thank you. We feel the same way. <laughs> I, I'm preaching to the choir in that sense. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and and I imagine we can do that easily, right? Online. Yes, online. Everything's online. Our website, again, is cancerpathways.org. And that's where there is such a wealth of information of all the different programs. A donate button, we can really choose when and how to make our dollars count. And to give throughout the year, not wait till like that last minute to do so, is just to strategize that way and, and consider this as a great place to make our funds make a difference in our lives and the lives of so many in our entire country. So with just a few minutes left, Liz, let's take this opportunity and and invite youth, whether they like to write or not, if they're experiencing being touched by cancer in some way, take this opportunity and write a small or a longer essay and express their feelings. Absolutely. I think, you know, this is a great time for kids out there who are listening or maybe parents who would like to encourage their kids to write down what they're feeling Every essay will be read here, um, and they have the opportunity to win $1,000 cash prize. They will receive a check made out to them that's not bound to their school. And through that, even if they don't win, they'll have the experience of really having some time to reflect on their experience and share what it was like for them and hopefully create a dialogue. Really, everyone comes out a winner in this. Definitely. And I remember you're making a comment earlier that teachers have been involved. This might be a writing experience to use in the classroom. Uh, What a great way to tie feeling something tangible to writing where, you know, some kids, of course, thrive on that. Others say, oh, no, you know, another writing assignment. But this, when they can choose where it's touched their lives, and it's going to be, of course, fairly different for every individual. Yeah, we've heard from teachers who assigned the contest to their students. They'll they'll do a, a writing assignment to write about illness or difficulty that this really helps to open a dialogue between their students about things that they didn't even know each other was going through. And they'll enter the contest kind of as, we'll get, you know, a big mass from one school. And that there are varying details, but they're able to bond on the shared experience. 
And we've also noticed some of the older kids in high schools use these essays for their college entry. Isn't that great? And many are entering the contest looking for money for college. And they don't realize the byproducts that are going to come along with it. (laughs) Exactly. As we've touched on before. So what a wonderful opportunity in the midst of something that is such a life challenge in so many ways, but to be able to find that uh, little spark inside that can help in healing, help in understanding, and help in building bonds. You know, we've even had um, a couple winners who wrote about grandparents who died before they were born. And they wrote about how that shaped the way their parent parented them. And so even something that a parent might not even have thought was an issue for their child actually, you know, has made a big impact. Exactly. What wonderful insights and gifts are available through this particular experience. But so much that is great and good for our life is available at Cancer Pathways. And Anna Gottlieb and Liz Lang, I'm so grateful to both of you for doing the work you do. And thank you so much for making us so more aware of it this morning. Thank you. And we'd like to invite people to become volunteers with us. We always need judges for the writing contest. For our summer camp, we need people to make 100 grilled cheese sandwiches. For every event we have, we always invite volunteers and companies in to see what we're doing. Excellent. That is so great and a perfect note to end on. Again, so many thanks. Thank you, Kate. Thank you.